just go let him catch up. Yeah, yeah we can do that. It's not a gif. What's well, not a gif? <laughs> the 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 not a gif. The thing that I just did that's well, not a gif. Not... Hang on, he's turning you down, otherwise you're gonna echo in my head. Is that like um is that a million dollar idea? You know, like I don't know, the, the gif farms where you get gifts, right? But but specifically a place you could go that for things that aren't gifts. I mean, just like you, like you, images, like, like almost images. everything isn't a GIF. So what you're wondering is if that is a million dollar idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if things that if aren't I, things that aren't small animated pictures on the internet. If I want a GIF, right? I don't know how it works, but my phone has them now. Okay, but when I don't want a GIF, I just want a picture. <laughs> I've got to. to type I've got to go and find it from somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Whereas, like. If my phone was just linked to like like an image thing, so I could I could get images. It's got a camera, not GIF. Just just turn on the camera and take a picture of yourself and have, use no, that. No, have no, you just invented? Me. Have you just invented Google Image Search? No, no, better than that. Yeah. Because it, it will be so on my phone when I send the brilliant gifts that I send. Right, it's whereby the keyboard is, and then I click on. I think I click on the smiley face at the bottom. And then there's a little button that says GIF, and then all the GIFs are there, right? Not all the GIFs, but just the ones that my phone likes. Okay. So what if next to that there was another button for not GIFs that were just <laughs> that were just it contained pictures. everything else in the universe no, no. that you could select from things that are almost GIFs. So so. Well, the kind, of, the kind of thing says not gifts if they're almost gifts. But then, but then there's, I mean, there's, there's specifically not gifts. They they look like gifts, but they're not. So the videos, you know, you know, like priest socks that they're very, so, um, very, very dark blue, right? Because what Graham posted was just no. a picture with some text underneath, and it didn't yeah, that, move. Non, it's still a okay. gift. it was just a non-animated gift. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, non-moving gifts. That's the one. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, they exist. Not on my phone. Well, that's because your phone doesn't know it's how not, to get them. No, no, GIFs have got to move, surely. No. What you've got is a meme. No. Yes, but memes can be GIFs. Um, and GIFs can be memes. Well, I'm not sure about that. And memes can be not GIFs. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this is very specifically not GIFs. My, uh, my million-dollar idea. Okay. Right? Because it would save on data, wouldn't it? It's cheaper to send... It's cheaper to send a not GIF than it is to send a GIF. Depends how compressed it is. Yeah, if, if all the uh, if all the not GIFs are just like you know lossless like lossless tiffs, four thousand pixels wide. Four K four K resolution not GIFs. I mean, that's going to completely batter your data balance. Ah, okay. Or video. So or virtual we, machine images. What we do right is we we sell not gifts to the general public on the basis that it's good for your data and then and then big data um bribe us to make lots of the gifts really high resolution to burn up people's data is uh data allowance isn't really a thing anymore though is it everyone has more no. data than they need if they have it just because be, they're tight i think it might be for me and my work because um I 
didn't have any Wi-Fi one day because there were electricians um, turning on and off the Are you now in trouble supply. because you spent £200 on data well, on your work phone? I don't know, but my phone's not very happy. It's got like this big, big um, exclamation mark whenever I turn it on. I <laughs> You're about to be sacked. Well, I set up a, I set up a hotspot. Very clever of me to set up a you let everybody connect to your... No, just, just me. Um, oh, you tethered your laptop off it? Yeah. And I and, and then I had a teams I had a teams meeting, <laughs> so I burnt through like three point six gig in <laughs> in an hour, and now now my phone is telling me that I've something wrong with the amount of data I've used. Our um, corporate uh, phone contracts that we use, I think the data allowance is about a gig a month or something. And oh yeah, that's we, dreadful. And we we said we said to procurement that is just not enough, and they said. No, but it's very cheap. So, but when we go over that, it's very expensive. And they said, "But people won't go over it." We said, "We will do that every month." And uh, so I used to have to tether my phone when I was away somewhere that there was no Wi-Fi, and for work purposes, not even just for porn. And I would get a text message at every two hundred and fifty meg I went over. It would text me saying that I was being charged five pounds. <laughs> and. Depending on what I was doing, I was quite often remoted onto servers and, and copying files across and stuff like that. Sometimes it would just sit there buzzing on the desk, five pounds, five pounds, five pounds. And, uh, well, fuck them. I, I told them this would happen. Mm. This is precisely what we told you would happen. Yeah. You have no complaint. No, but uh, they went for the very cheap option because that's just how business works isn't it um sometimes i don't think dan's coming should we just start a podcast oh yeah we have yeah yeah well we haven't started started this is one of our magic this is one of our magic cold openings yeah um i mean play what i mean is play the theme tune or at least the ballpark thing we added dave from birmingham to a giant flaming bin but he escaped before he died and started listening. We plugged our microphones into the internet and said loads of really dumb shit we regret. Our name is Two Star Podcast and we're woke. We want you to enjoy this, but you won't. So who's driving this week then? Uh, I guess it's me. Mm. I think we I've lost all. Episode, I've started editing two hundred two today, but then just didn't finish. Cool. Um, well, that's fine because I don't think. Oh no, two hundred one is out. Cited that one. Is Dan doing two hundred? No, Which one's Dan? Is Dan doing one? I'm sure. Has Dan not got any queued? No, okay. he hasn't. We might be all right then. He, he's he's wow. cleverly avoided having to edit podcasts by not being in them. By recently. not turning up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that would be better because then he'd at least listen to the ones he's not on. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, he, we've established this. Like he he enters a sort of Zen trance while editing podcasts. That mm. means he doesn't actually listen to anything that's said. Um, um, be, before we before we start going with with this with all our content, that I'm sure we've got. Um, I we need to we need to discuss potentially retracting something. No, um, never retract. Never apologize. Double down. Well, I think I well I I think that that may well be the outcome but um uh well I mean raise it by all means so, we'll discuss so it So in 
I don't remember what episode it was. I spoke about our friend Ruddy William um, going to the eagle's nest. Yeah. Um, because uh, men of a certain a age get interested yep. in Nazi stuff. Yeah, he just loves Hitler. I didn't Hitler. say he was a Nazi. No, he just, just very he, much respects all really they do, everything they stand for. He was, in, yeah, in he was interested stuff. in Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, he, he is, he's asked that we um, retract what we've said. However, he did well, confirm say, that he did indeed go to Bavaria slash Austria um, and that uh, he went to the Eagle's Nest, uh, that it does have a gift shop. It's not very good. Um, I don't know why he didn't like it. Not enough colouring books. <laughs> it probably is a lack of a lack of uh, dictator colouring books. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know what he wants me to retract about our our news story, um, because I think everything is accurate. Well, has he given any more context to his complaint? What why what's he crying about? Um, he's just crying because you said he went on holiday to a Nazi theme park. I think I think I I stand by my story. Yeah, I think. I, think I mean, when just- when I said it, I did say I'm not sure if I remembered it exactly right but actually in his no, complaint the, the, his about denial, the story that just confirms it doesn't it well it's not even a denial because he did say he went to the eagle's nest well there you go he's just denying he's he's arguing with the uh the reasoning for his attending what, yeah. what reason did he offer? Them? He's claiming that we mischaracterized like, his choice of visit. A little okay, bit well, like how I, I bet Hitler himself blamed Eva Braun um, for all of his decision making. Um, Ruddy William is is blaming his wife for for going to. So his wife. So he married a Nazi sympathizer instead of being one himself. No, no, no. And okay, okay. So not a Nazi sympathizer. Sorry, a Nazi admirer. Somebody not not an admirer, just somebody who is interested in Nazis. Uh, a Nazi um, fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nazi curious. Uh, yes, <laughs> curious is the the right word. I think. Yes, um, he's just dabbling with Nazism. Um, no, no, not dabbling. Yeah, we we all experiment in our midlife <laughs> midlife crisis. He's just really getting into Nazis in a big way, <laughs> and that's fine. I feel like this is probably achieving the opposite of what he'd hoped. Let's let's just go back to the facts because I think we've gone off topic here. And you've both made wild accusations that 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 deviate. The fact is, we're not that, accusing him of anything. No, we're the just saying he just loves Nazis. That it's Ruddy fine. William was he is one. He was interested enough in Nazis and Hitler yeah. that he went on a on a holiday. He says it's not a special holiday, but but come on, it's well, a I mean, uh, no, it's a I special mean, destination, fine. a normal normal holiday, holiday. Nazi location. Ah, I, I see what you mean. A normal holiday, one that you might go to <laughs> once or twice a year. Is that what you're saying? It's not a, a special holiday. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, a, yeah. Su- it's a normal fam- being normal, normal is far worse than being a special holiday. <laughs> it's it's not a special holiday to go. No, to it's just a, his to... regular holiday activity. <laughs> yeah. 
it's not a special holiday because every holiday I go to to uh, you know a, a, a place with with big significance and, and yeah. Nazi history. Actually, very ordinary for him. Yeah, it's very it's very ordinary for Ruddy William yeah. to go to a um, a Nazi place on his holidays. Yes. yes. Enthusiast. Maybe we could say he's a Nazi enthusiast. Is that good common ground, uh, sort of middle ground? Do you think? Um, in th- yeah. Um, you can't, can't just say he's can't. interested in, and you can't say, call him a Nazi interesting hobbyist. Hobbyist, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that implies too much act- active mm. engagement. Um. I do actually. I do accept his point that that if 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 on every holiday he's going to to Nazi sites, that mm. um, yeah, okay, yeah, it is unremarkable in that respect. I would I would like to formally apologise to Ruddy William for suggesting that going to the Eagle's Nest was a special holiday, um, yeah. because it transpires that he probably goes to Nazi sites on on most of his holidays. Well, that's it's the regular. only conclusion we can draw, isn't it? It's routine, yes. It's, it's verging on mundane that he might go to to uh, the same kind of places that, that Hitler went. Yeah, some people go to a, a beach. Some people go to sites of atrocities. I don't think the Eagle's Nest... No, not even the site of... of oh, sorry, the, the site of uh, where atrocities were planned and managed. Perhaps. Yeah. He's, he's but, very much more about the administration of atrocities rather than the actual commission <laughs> of them, isn't he? Well, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to comment on that myself. Um, I don't know. Has he been to Auschwitz? Uh, I bet he has. <laughs> How much do you bet that he has? I bet sixty pounds. I, I think sixty pounds is is too big a wager. Okay, six but I'm pounds. willing. I'm willing to bet directly with you six pounds that he hasn't been to Auschwitz. Do you think? Yeah. I think you've got some insider knowledge here. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to report you to the SCC. Let's shake hands virtually. I shake no, hands. No, hang on. Do it in uh, in Zencaster. We can make our hand icons flash. <laughs> right. So this this is us shaking on this bet. So if he's yeah, been to go. Auschwitz, I owe you six pounds. No, no. If he's been to Auschwitz, I owe you six pounds. Oh, okay. If he hasn't like, been to Auschwitz, yeah. and I owe you six. Yeah. Fair Do you enough. know why I think he hasn't been to Auschwitz? Because he's a chicken. I he knows think he'd it's... like it too much, and he'd have to go there for every holiday. <laughs> I think it's because he's probably a bit of a Nazi hipster, and yeah. he would think. Oh, he goes that... to all the goes to all the like the niche the niche mm. Nazi yeah. points of interest. I, I reckon wouldn't be seen dead at like you know. I reckon maybe. he'll think that Auschwitz is. Or too mainstream for him Maybe. i reckon he'll have he... gone to belson or or dachau probably actually he's gone to to nazi sites that we've never even heard of yeah yeah it, it could be that he doesn't even believe the holocaust happened <laughs> maybe that's why he wouldn't go there um as, as I'm, I'm feeling uneasy about that statement. <laughs> you have very much opened this door just because I charged through it. Do you think he's been to stand outside Hitler's house? Um, I mean, what, on the off chance that you might see him? <laughs> I think if he was... Do you think he's in? 
do you think he's been to the Anne Frank Museum and uh, like said, I'd have found her? <laughs> Knocked on walls and said, no, nah, I'd, have, I'd have known she was behind this. Or do you think he's he's become like a structural engineer as well as a... <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm yeah, feeling he, even more uncomfortable now. Because we're accusing him of being a structural engineer instead of a Nazi. <laughs> I um, uh, pedaloed past Anne Frank's house. <laughs> that's, that's what she would have wanted. What a I touching tribute. I didn't didn't go in. Yeah, why would I you? Probably have thought not in a pedalo. Yeah. No. Um. Good. Okay, we got any more of our listeners we can slander? Shall we try and go through them one by one and 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 make wild accusations <laughs> make about things them. about Nazis? I think it would like, take a long time because there's many thousands. Hmm. Um, I, I, uh, hmm. Good point, though. <laughs> it's a good job I didn't go back to try and do some horrible work because I don't think I'd yeah. have been very coherent. Nah, work stupid. Yeah, I, I would like to, I would like to make accusations against other listeners, but I need mm-hmm. a bit of time to generate those accusations. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't. Okay, you've got one. You've got one in the barrel. Uh, always, yeah. Okay. Uh, Christian from Scotland's a nonce. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not not the nuance I was hoping for. But but all right, okay. You know what? What? No, no, nonce. <laughs> that's the French version of nonce. It's it's just the it's just the north south divide. Yeah. yeah, I pronounce yeah. it nuance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in in that sentence that tends to end with "Your Honor," mm. what uh, do you have any specific allegations? Um, no, it's just nonce. Sorry, nuance. <laughs> and uh, he, I've now made the accusation of nonce, so the burden of proof falls upon him to prove that he isn't. Otherwise, he is. Um. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fine. How law works. I have no legal department here to contradict me. Mm. Very indigestiony today. Oh. Uh, giving me great discomfort. I've got a uh, a beer that you would be interested in, Graham. Okay. It's called Nut Job and it's okay. peanut butter pale. And I don't that's know why. Nice. It was in Lidl. Um, I don't know if it's got peanut butter in it or not. You'd assume so. Well, I like peanut butter, mm. and I like I like ale. So, what could possibly go wrong? Yes, good I point. could spill it on my computer. My uh, computer could explode. Yes. Yeah. Spill it into your bottom and give yourself an enema. Oh, peanut butter pale ale enema. Oof. So has anyone got any content apart from, uh, or we can just talk about Nazi William again for a bit, if you like. Sorry, Roddy William. Well, and it's stuck now. Nazi William. (laughs) I I just did it by accident. That's how, uh, that's how ingrained it's become. Yeah. Um, Do you remember Nazi William's um, uh, chest tattoo? The big swastata. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with With the big eagle. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and the eight eight. 
Um, okay. Don't you know about 8-8? Eight, eight? It's an American gang um, sign for like neo-Nazis. They will have 8-8 eight, yeah. eight because eight, it's eight, HH. Eight, H, eight, eight, eighth letter of the alphabet. Yeah. Also 14, 1488. 14. Hang on. Well, why so do, oh, why 14 is... words of something or other. I can't remember what the... I went on some training about this and I've forgotten it all. It's the four, it's the 14 words, which is a reference to the 14 word slogan, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. See. Uh, originally coined by white supremacist David Lane. David Blaine? Lane. Yeah. Um, did David Blaine um, fly off? He wasn't an artist, my He flew off on some balloons recently, I believe. <laughs> What? No. Was that an attempt to escape the lockdown? I don't know. I, this. I think he did one. You know, one of his big stunts to get all of that press and attention. He did one well, of those, not, but it didn't no. get any press or attention. And oh, okay. I think he he was in the desert somewhere, and he got loads of helium balloons and floated a bit. Now I okay. might have dreamed uh, that balloons. No, he did. Yeah. David Blaine jumps from balloons 20,000 feet in the air. He jumps from them. Uh, David Blaine, blah, 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 flow in the air using 50 helium balloons, blah, 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 blah. Uh, went up to about 18,000 feet, and then he skydoved and parachuted to the ground. Now, I don't want to cause you any alarm, but... Uh on the Zencaster, every time you speak, it's not going up and down on the two-star podcast line. Uh, it's for me. Oh, that's right then. Thank God for that. I was worried we were doing I mean, this. I yeah, otherwise no it's going to be another one of those fun episodes where we're missing, we've only got a single audio track to work with. Yeah. And it's Chris. So do you think Dan's going to turn up? No, he's no. obviously doing something more important than uh, podcasting. I missed that. And to be fair, like he didn't know this was happening until about five minutes before we started. Well, he knew like it was happening. There was a suggestion that it wouldn't happen, and then yeah, and we decided it might be late. Well, the, the suggestion that it wasn't ha- wouldn't happen uh, was at like ten past eight, so mm. it's not like it was. Uh, oh, he says he'll be here in five minutes. Oh, that's exciting. He's just pinching it off. <laughs> So has anyone got any um, actual content? I um, haven't. No, I, I've, I've been, I've been, been quite content been rich in the last couple of episodes, and uh, um, it's all just gone away. I uh, yeah. bought a bought a bike for my wife um, today. Okay. Did you not? Did you not just like do a, a fixer upper and give her one of your spares? Yep. Well, because she's got such tiny little legs, none of my spares would work. You have to get her a BMX. Um, it's not far off a BMX. It's basically like a child's bike. <laughs> is, is it one of those like that has like the like the control panel and button that makes noises? And it's it's like it, it's almost like the girl version of that. Um, it's purple, but they put glitter in the paint, so oh. it kind of is is glittery and purple. Although, according to apparent all the children that seem to be cycling up and down outside of my house, the the big thing is for like fluorescent um, spokes and like tires that could go on a car. So I have seen these gigantic off road tires on bikes, and yeah. I don't understand it, and I don't no. like it, but I am intrigued no. by it. 
Hmm. Um, what do you want to know? Why? 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 Yeah, why? Well, uh, because if if you get really so that they're called something like fat boys, aren't they? Or fat bikes? Fat bikes. I mean, that's what I call them when they cycle yeah. past my house. But well, it's unrelated to the bike. The very big wide tires means that you can go like ride off on the beach. Right, but they don't. But there isn't a beach. Involved, they ride up and down the road outside. Well, they just the house. practice. It'd be very, no it'd be very comfy. That amount, that amount of tire would absorb a lot of, um, a lot of unevenness. So they'd be very comfy. But it's a road. But you lose you. Th- there's much more resistance to to turning the wheels. So you you, it's much worse if you want to go anywhere efficiently. Mm. If it's a straight line, then you're probably okay. No, no, not no, no. It, it's just. It's just an awful. It's awfully inefficient for trying to get places on road. I'm looking at pictures of fat bike tires, and these seem like quite sort of a bit fat, but not. Well, but these are like tractor wheels. That yeah, kids on bikes with stupid massive tractor wheels. Graham is doing his old man complaining about the youth of today. Well. When I was walking by the... I mean, the youth of today aren't fucking terrible, yeah, so that's fair exactly. enough. When I was uh, driving down by the canal, no, not driving, walking the dog by the canal the other day, somebody had pulled up um, in a Vauxhall, no, uh, what's the Renault, in a Renault Clio, and there were two boys and two girls, and they were sat on the bonnet of this car, and the doors and windows were open, and there was what I can only describe as UK garage playing really loud. And they were so, drinking, I think, cans of energy drink, and the girls were singing. And I have never been so frightened in my life. I had to walk past them. <laughs> what um, What were they singing? We're just like singing along to UK garages. I don't know. Like, Isn't UK garage like on the way to being classical music? Uh, well, I guess it's having a revival. Oh God! It wasn't even like anything I recognised. Like if it had been uh, a little bit of luck, we can make it through the night. I could have joined in. Yeah, I'd have liked that. But they they had to drive a long way, and they didn't seem to be like they weren't taking drugs or fucking. So, and to get to that well, at the point you walk past them anyway. Yeah. Well, I stayed for a while. <laughs> <laughs> But, it, but to get to that bit, you have to drive. It's it's not off road, but it's a really fucking horrible like pothole road to get all the way down to the canal. Like I don't understand why they why they went there and then just parked up under the motorway bridge. Where were yeah, they going they to go um, overnight fishing? And that's why they were doing the energy drinks. And they were seems all, unlikely. They were all pumped up with the excitement, and that's why and they, they were listening even, to garage music. They weren't even doing nitrous. Don't, that's what, 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 what even is the point? I guess maybe they were on TikTok or something. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they were there. So anyway, Dan, how was your... Why do you have meetings so late at night? Because the people who are in them work during the day. But why? This wasn't a, a work meeting. This was a corfball thing. Oh, my God. You're now in, on the committee of corfball. I'm, I'm in increasingly the... concerned that you're in a position of power in a in a sport. Give, given all of those things that happened in gymnastics in the the nineties and even more recently, 
Mm. I'm not comfortable with the idea of you being in, in, an administrator of sport. Well, tough. So wh- how is why- it that you've how is it that you've risen to the position of power so quickly? Because no one wants to be club secretary. Are you club secretary? Oh, so it's not the governing oh body word. of football. It's just a local. No, no. It's, yeah, it's my local club. Yeah. How many clubs are there in the UK? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, hell. You don't know what you're talking about. What does it mean, I mean to you've be known that for a very long time? Club secretary. What are the roles of a club secretary? It's to take the minutes, I presume. Yep. Could oh, you that not is be the worst thing in a committee? Yeah. Hence, why I'm doing it. Could you? Do you think you could become club treasurer? I mean, I don't want to because it's just you could start embezzling. Yeah, but there's not enough money to embezzle. You could siphon off some of those sweet funds into our Patreon. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can pay for another uh, online diploma course for me. They one of the they keep advertising these diploma courses to me on Facebook. <laughs> One of well, them, yeah, because you've done one now. Yeah. That's it. You clicked on the link. It's the rest of your life. One of them that looked good is hedge witchery. I could become a hedge witch. That does sound good. I just um, get some cassette tapes, record some curses, put them into hedges. Doesn't, don't you need to be a lesbian to do that? Um, I don't believe so. I've never heard that. But, I mean, you're the sportball administrator, so you'd, you'd have better knowledge than me on uh, on such matters. That sounded like I was uh, I was saying sport ball is a sport for lesbians, which I, is a view I don't hold. <laughs> I, I, I think Dan plays golf. Well, it can't be a sport. For, <laughs> it can't be a sport for lesbians because it is obligatorily mixed. Dan looks like a lesbian, though a bit. I mean, <laughs> I really don't. Like, there's lots of there's lots of things that you could say I look like, but like lesbian is quite low down the list. You look like Not the lesbians by watching mate. the videos. <laughs> Um, so what do you do as secretary? You just take the, the notes? Yeah, pretty much. What notes are there? Well, this person COVID scored five sport ball goals, this person scored three. No, it's more like working out how many teams we can field, how many halls we need. How, what, um, one kind of Sorry? Yeah, yeah, there's, there were five. There won't be five this five. year. Five? Um, yeah. That's a lot. That is one person to a team. Surely. Well, it's like nine. Nine. So there are 45 yeah. people who play sport ball in your area. Yes. That's insane. It is. This That's enough for there to be like dodgy adverts on suspicious web pages about sport ball players in your area. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, that was not a metric that I used, but you know. How do I Fine. invest in Corfball? Because I want to get in on the ground floor. If there's 45 people near down already, then this is going to be huge. Corfball mm. stocks. Nothing on uh, any <laughs> on Yahoo Finance about how to buy shares in Corfball. <laughs> well, I'll I'll look into that, and I'm going to I'm going to buy the Corfball FA. And I'm going to be your boss. I mean, you probably could. That that it's not a, a particularly pricey thing. Is there a governing wow. body for corfball in the UK? Yeah, England corfball. It's EKA. EKA. How many? Um, how many takeover? Dutch um, refugees are there in the corfball community? 
Is it like um, the Guildford Flames had loads of Canadian ice hockey players who were too shit to play ice hockey in a real country and had to come to England and live in Guildford? Yeah, that, with, I mean, with Dutch people. Pretty much. Nice. Are you not going to tell us any corkball secrets from your meeting? We don't have any secrets. Are you bound by corkball, corkball confidentiality? Mm. <laughs> Is there a secret handshake? No. I would feel a lot more comfortable if Dan told me he was the secretary for a Masonic Lodge <laughs> than for a corfball team. I wouldn't question that. Yeah, but I wouldn't tell you if I was a secretary for a Masonic Lodge. No, people talk about Masonic Lodges all the time. I think they do. My dad was in a, well, in a lodge. Mean, yeah, fair enough. I, don't I mean, I'm ever, not, but... I don't think he did a, a secret handshake or anything. They just... What's the call for secret handshake? Well, it's mostly just that you have deformed fingers, so... Um, all right. You sort of, if you break a lot of fingers, then um, you you so know you play golf. You ball. shake hands and you both go ow, and then you know that you're both <laughs> golf ball aficionados, right? Yeah, basically, or mm. if the, the hands don't sort of fit in the way don't the hands mesh. are supposed to, mm. right? Yeah. No, because they would mesh, but that would be the only person you could mesh with. And that's <laughs> that's the person you have like, to mark, like um, like Cinderella's shoe, or like um, lockets that get split at birth when twins are separated. <laughs> Chris, I'm getting increasingly concerned at how wonky you've been getting over the course of the podcast. <laughs> you've been slowly. Your computer's better. Drunk. My computer is drunk. Do you think Two Star Podcast could sponsor Corfball? Probably. I mean, we'd need some money for that. Not three pounds. Would you, is your team looking for is sponsorship? Not six pounds yet, Daniel. Not really. Oh, oh. Two Star Podcast on t-shirts. That would be amazing. I reckon you could sponsor um, Bridport football club okay they every year we've we missed the boat this year but every year they do like a a raffle for sponsorship because nobody is willing to pay i don't know the hundred pounds it costs for their their team kit mm. for that year so all of the local businesses put in i don't know 25 50 quid um and they all go into a raffle and then one of them becomes the the team sponsor one of them becomes the 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 bar sponsor um we could we could definitely have a go at that i so am more interested in that prospect than i should be <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing so, to have so two star like, podcast um, on like a non-league football i would love that shirt. and what, well, so, what if they got what, an fa cup run <laughs> well Dulwich hamlet do that as well but they, they have so many different opportunities because you can sponsor an individual player and they've not all got sponsorships. Yeah, there's too many hipsters and, with money there, though. But they they were they're the kind of people that would, would pay us patrons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really sweet because like some one of them was sponsored by his dad. Which oh. is... <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say sweet. Oh, I thought it, was, it, was, it was sweet in context, but but that's that's how desperate they are for sponsorship. Okay. Okay. I would, well, I'd like well, I imagine the shirt gate receipts aren't really. exactly booming at the moment. No, that's a, that's an interesting avenue. We could sponsor. We could do kit sponsorship for yeah. obscure non-league mm. football clubs, and then maybe Just sponsor. I don't know. Billy Billy Bananas socks. Who plays? And then for... bribe one of the players to do a really fucking atrocious tackle, so that he gets featured on loads of clip shows. <laughs> yeah, like tackles where like properly 
dislocate somebody's leg or something like that. And so, so bad that it gets on news. That's what we want. Yeah, no, it'd be nice. You know, the whole world seeing two-star podcasts and associating it with horrific producer <laughs> tackles. Yeah, just associate it with something would be, be great. If you're watching a yeah, clip also, like that, really funny if- you don't think, oh... There's a there's an advertising with Coca Cola in the background. I I go and get a drink. No, but it's 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 subconscious, no, Chris. The next yeah. time you're going to get a drink, you same. just think, oh yeah, Coca Cola. Mm. You like you're sitting there and you think you watch you watch the clip show, and you're sitting there and you're like, I could do with a new podcast to listen to. And you're searching through your podcast, and you're like, two star podcast. That was the mm. one. What was it? A couple of years ago, there was an international football match, and there was something happened. And there was some like quite obscure advert on the hoardings at that point that I think they'd only paid for their advert to appear once during the match. And because of this big incident that was either maybe a, a good goal or I think it was a, a bad streaker. thing. Or could be a streaker, but and then this obscure company, again, which I also can't remember <laughs> <laughs> the, the details. You're not really well. proving your point here, are you? No. No, well, I, it was a big I remember incident this. that you can't remember. Yeah. You remember and there was an obscure company that you can't remember. Yeah. And your point is that that company became the famous tum- and everybody remembered them, but you yeah, can't well, remember them. People with brains that function a bit better than mine might have remembered but that. Also, in the short term, it was probably more beneficial yeah. than like several years later. At least four years ago. It's the, mm. in the right you have to remember that at this, the right this year is like, this year is already two or three years in. Yeah. No. How would I even Google this? Like fortuitous sponsorship hoardings. Just think how Ruddy William feels when he's trying to find these really obscure Nazi sites to visit. <laughs> well, I think he's got... Yeah, but people have done the legwork to collate that kind of stuff. Yeah, but he doesn't want to go off somebody else's research. He wants to... No. No, that's true. He wants to get himself, off the beaten yeah, track. The pure experience. The least, yeah. the least visited places that Hitler has been. Yeah. How is he, you know, just... He wants to eat like Hitler and see what Hitler sees. He doesn't want all his tourist <laughs> stuff. That's the, the genuine the real experience. experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when he, he so went through that... He went through that phase where he, he just did lots of... Um, Lots of like really, really basic architectural art of um, Vienna. Do you remember that? Is this a Hitler joke that is too obscure for me to? Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, Will could have actually done that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Would have believed it. Uh, I uh, had to explain to some people at work the other day why I was seeing getting jizzy with it. <laughs> and I had to explain the concept of Jizzy Will, and that if you said getting jizzy with it, he would go na 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 na. <laughs> and uh, it was nice. One of them had met Will, so he got it. Yeah. I said, "Why did you call him Jizzy Will?" I said, "I don't know. Assume he had jizz on his trousers once." <laughs> <laughs> probably what it was. Do you? Almost certainly. Do you remember when um, he he got? I don't remember people people particularly accusing him of being gay, but that was obviously happening at the time, and he got really annoyed, and he turned around. It happened all the time. He turned around and shouted in the corridor, "I'm not gay. I'm homosexual." 
Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like nobody can forget that moment. Yeah, we bought him a T-shirt that said "homosexuals are gay." We did just just to um just to remind just him. To remind him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember once that moment of excruciating shame? Do you remember one day in year seven when he came in and he put gel in his hair and he got the piss taken out of him so much that he never ever did it again? I feel quite uh, bad about that. I'm feeling even worse because do you remember when he wore his northern jacket one day? Oh, I don't think I saw this. I think I heard about it afterwards. Second hand. I know it was just a. It was just a like a like a jacket that people might wear, but it had like black with white stripes on, and it was different. So uh, yeah. no, he can't do was... something different at school. Let's <laughs> <laughs> ask him for trouble. It, it sounds a lot like the hair, but but in yeah. in the sixth form. Right, I don't remember that. And then he didn't wear the fits. jacket again. Yeah, he would have. And it was a shame because it was quite a nice. It was quite a nice jacket. Yeah, but um, I think it's different. It's it's really very much like in in between us when they make fun of Jay from uh, making a friend. It, it's exactly yes. like that. But yeah. I'm yeah. Now we're piecing it all together. I'm feeling really bad about it. Yeah, it's not not great. I mean, yeah, like I have apologised to Will countless times over the years while I've been drunk for countless things and he's always said it's fine and it's not oh, fine though is it abuse him again he's, immediately off he said it that many times that I'm going to have to start believing him soon I don't I mean, think I'm, it's fine I'm apologizing I I think that you might be the reason that he's developed this Hitler obsession <laughs> um I can't rule it out no but I think it couldn't well if it was just me i think it would be that he would have killed me i think the fact that it's lots of people is maybe what's making him uh, on the side of genocide <laughs> do you remember when he he um be, before before all this happened he used to be he used to be really into gorbachev didn't he do you remember he used to uh, be really into gorbachev he used he used to shave his hair off and do like the the big birthmark on his head. Oh yeah, the big bird. The big, the big, yeah. the big Gorb- he, Like he and he yeah. dressed like Gorbachev. Um, That's right. And and um, weirdly, he danced like Boris Yeltsin. But he he was kind of he was definitely he was young. definitely left wing. And then and then you made fun of him for the the hair gel. And then we yeah. made fun of him for the northern jacket. And now he's into yeah. Nazis. Yeah. And slippery slope, isn't it's it? It's difficult not to. It's difficult not to think there's clear, well, clear Chris, causality to be fair, there. It could, it could just simply be the natural shift to being more right wing as you get older. And he has got much older. <laughs> He's got much older than all of the rest of us. He did. He, he, significantly this week. We should wish yes. him happy birthday, shouldn't we? Well, if he was a patron, then maybe we would. I feel like at this point, there's very little chance he'll have continued listening this far into the episode. I well, yeah, because he's not even driving to the station at the moment, so he, he wouldn't be able no. to. He's not. We haven't got that captive audience, have we? Come on, I, I think no. we should sing happy birthday to him. I mean, you're welcome to to do so. I mean, people should stop you, but it's not going to be. I us. think you're just trying to get us to sing happy birthday to you. No, I don't sing happy Most birthday. It's your birthday than it is to his. But my birthday hasn't happened yet. It happened mm. last year. Um, or that one did. But it's yeah. too late to celebrate that birthday, surely. About the year before. Um, yeah, too late for that one. No, <laughs> Even okay. later in... in yeah, oh, yeah, that's... Million time. Yeah. yeah, okay. 
Come on, let's sing Will Will Happy Birthday. Nope. Oh. Nope. Well, no, Dan, to... have you got any content? Because um yeah. We don't. I I did you a good five minutes of um, the detailed inner workings of the golf ball club. No, you were you were very much a hostile witness about the, yeah, the inner cagey. workings of golf ball. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's my shtick. I don't feel I've learned anything about golf ball. Well, it's very much on you. On I I don't think they even use sticks in golf ball. I think you're lying to us about that. I never said that. You don't even have a diploma in golf ball. Well, no. You get a diploma in golf ball. I bet you can. <laughs> you could Graves now go visiting his uh, yeah, I've got, his tutor. I've got twenty nine pounds burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> you, He'll be more qualified than you, Dan. Yeah, that's not hard. Have you um, have you got any more modules of cryptozoology to uh, discuss with us? Oh, yeah. No, I forgot it existed. Oh, <laughs> good. Until just now, I'm sad we reminded you. Yeah, yeah, uh, I forgot that was a thing. Um, so Dan, yeah, as our legal department, um, where do we stand on breaking the law? I mean, I think you all well know we have long been pro breaking the law, um, but we are also pro enforcing the law. So what I'm going to suggest is that all of the podcast becomes COVID marshals. And we just get absolutely <gasps> drunk, shit-faced on power. Petty, yeah, that's stupid sounds, power. That um, sounds good, actually. Yeah, and just report your neighbours for literally going outside, talking to people, perhaps, having the mailman well, come by. Look, perhaps Chris could give us a bit of training in this, given that he's all, already was, a dirty snitch. I was very yeah. much the hipster of COVID marshals. Mm. I was doing it. I contacted him in advance and said, "Excuse me, Mister Miles, we're planning on setting up this COVID marshal scheme. Would you like to become?" I was a, a you the COVID snitch czar. I was. Do- I was. I was doing this before there was even a word for it. That's how much of a hipster I am. Mm. No fair. In terms of being yeah. a COVID marshal, I mean, technically, but, there's Chris can't do it now. It's mainstream. What What I would like to complain about is that. Um, that Dan just missed that very obvious setup. He doesn't even know he's what? missed it. This is like in um, this is like in RuPaul's Drag Race, where if a judge asks a contestant, "How's your head?" the answer is no complaints so far. Oh, I see. Like oral sex. Yes, like oral sex. It's just a very obvious setup, right? So Adam said, what do you think as our legal expert about breaking the law? Would you like to have another go, Daniel? <laughs> Dan's just sitting there <laughs> genuinely confused and it's fantastic. No complaints so far? New <laughs> 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 butter seagull. <laughs> I don't understand oh, this game. Okay. <laughs> Adam, Adam, as our as our deputy legal expert, what what is your opinion on us breaking the law? I mean, obviously you've got to be careful, but I think broadly, as long as we're careful and only do it in limited and specific ways, we're fine. Yeah, that was that was it, Dan. Limited and specific ways. Like so, calling William a Nazi. <laughs> I was going for more um, bumming Dominic Cummings with a red hot poker, but. 
That is a I mean, limited that is and specific. Limited way. and specific. Yeah, very specific. Very specific. It's, it is very worryingly specific. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I am the legal department. It's it's on me to only break to ensure that the whole podcast only breaks the law in limited and specific ways. Um, so yeah, I, saw, okay. I just saw this on Twitter. So you know the the um, the uh, guy who resigned the. Uh, Treasury solicitor, um, who's yes. from the government this week. So he sent a letter, like literally, like a newsletter, round to all of the government legal officials before he mm. left, in oh, which God. he used the incredible phrase: um, "Staff will wish to note that the cabinet secretary has determined that, notwithstanding the breach of international law in executing the course of action agreed by ministers, blah blah blah, uh, they are in not, uh, accordance with their obligations under the ministerial code and the civil services code." Jesus. It's like, how often do you get to use the phrase notwithstanding the breach of international law? Mm-mm. I mean, that is quite something. I think I, in employee just... performance reviews, that's the uh, best place to use that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Graham, uh, this year, notwithstanding the breach of international law, your performance has been excellent. I mean, in fairness, I would love the opportunity to preach international law just for the sake of doing so. I'm not sure, quite sure how now. I would. How are they going to well, punish but, but, you? No, I, I understand that I, as a British citizen, it is my inalienable right to do so. so. They drag you before the court and you just go, well, I mean... Yeah, but what international law do I break? As far as well, the, I mean, the options law, are numerous. What are they? Because I, I don't have any treaties with anyone to break. I don't own any ships. Um, which um, I, should, I could remedy, I suppose. You could bomb some civilians. Well, but, but is that um, not domestic? I mean, you do law? know that I'm... Uh, no, uh, foreign civilians. <laughs> yeah, but that would, would be domestic law them... country you're in. That's true, oh, actually. Like, I that... think I'd have to shell them. <laughs> I'd have I to shell Brittany from Dover. And that's a lot of effort. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. But even that, I think it's still... I mean, as an individual, can you break, breach international law? I, I couldn't work out how to do it. Um, well, you I suppose I could. You could sort of sell some goods to a company in Northern Ireland and then bin whatever customs form they're supposed to use. That but might do it. How about if you declared yourself an independent state? Then surely you could breach international law. I think mm. maybe this is something best explored on a stag do. Maybe in <laughs> uh, maybe in Eastern Europe. I'm expecting you to go with that. I think that's that's the time to really test international law, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, no, I think I think yeah, I think well, you'd maybe have to... someone on the cruise ship would count. And that's international waters. Then you you're uh, fine. That's that's maritime legal. law. Yeah. What if you are on an aeroplane in the sky? That's aerospace law. Right. That's airport police jurisdiction. That's British transport police. What about if you're in Antarctica? Uh, then I presume the Antarctic Treaty holds, and whatever that says about legal jurisdiction applies. Right. I don't know about space though, because there's the the like there's the what's the the treaty about not militarizing space? But there's nothing I don't think about like who what happens if somebody does a murder on the International Space Station? Oh, that make for a good whodunit. Just body floating past the observation window. I think they would just death like send Poirot up in the shuttle to figure out who did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you want Poirot to do that? Uh, well, I mean, 
who who would be your preferred who would be your preferred direct uh, detective for a space crime? Interesting. I think um, I think uh, David Tennant from Out Broad Broadchurch. Not um, Miss Marple. No, I don't think Miss Marple would survive the trip into space. <laughs> um, what What about um, Miss Marple's consciousness downloaded into an MP3 player? Body. <laughs> well, hang on. If you're doing that, wouldn't you get Miss Marple's consciousness and Inspector Morse and Hetty Wainthrop? Yeah, you just build a gestalt entity of all of the greatest detectives. Yeah, put them into a robot body and send them into space. Gestalt entity would take over the space station, become Skynet, and kill all of us. Oh, because you'd only put it on the Skynet on the on the International Space Station computer, and then you'd pull the plug until I don't know. It sent a a signal with flashing lights to say I figured it out or something. Then you would let it reconnect. You'd have to keep it. um, Well, maybe my idea of 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 keeping Miss Marple on an MP3 player holds. It would certainly limit her. Computing power. But I think I'd want the the amalgamation of all of all of history's greatest yeah. detectives. And you, you've got to give them some decent. You've got to give them some decent oomph underneath it. Otherwise, it'll take them months to mm. solve the crime. Sherlock Holmes had a quick turnaround, didn't he? Yes, but there was well, no yeah, cybercrime then. Mm. That's true. And which Holmes? Um, the original. Uh, yeah. But I, I think the uh, I think the Cumberbatch had quite a quick turnaround. Yeah, when he was actually solving crimes, he did. Then he just yeah. became a fucking boring shit James Bond instead. Yeah. Who are you talking about, Cumberbatch? Yeah. 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 They oh, forgot, okay. They forgot that he was a detective and decided that he was a spy instead. But also, uh, there's really uh, there's obviously there's the, the Robert Downey Jr. Holmes, and there's the Johnny Johnny yeah. Lee Miller Holmes. Both forgettable. I've seen about five minutes oh, of the Robert them. Downey Jr. Holmes, and I thought that looked amazing. And then there's that really, really awful one with um, Will Will Farrell and oh, that was terrible. Apparently, John C. Riley was it? That doesn't sound good. No. Well, well like, it, they were fucking really idiots. good, but it was just apparently dreadful. Um, but no, the, the Robert Downey Jr. one is unsophisticated fun. Like it's it's enjoyable. It's not particularly deep. I think um, I think that it's offensive in terms of Sherlock Holmes to take yeah, that and I make think, it very simple and just big explosions. I think anyone who would be offended by that doesn't deserve to watch films and should go back to their mm. boring books. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. Losers. Uh, I think <laughs> I used to I used to have a, a zero tolerance policy on John C. Riley, um, similar to Jonah Hill. In that, if I ever saw mm, him appear on screen in a film, I would have to turn that film off. But both of them turned out to be quite good at acting, mm. and made me eat my words. Seth Rogen, that policy still stands. No, that definitely. Um, but yeah, yeah, both Jonah Hill and John C. Riley are actually really great. I'm going to have to go and find out who these people are, aren't I? Jonah Hill was in Wolf of Wall Street, and he was very good in that. Oh, yeah, of course. John C. Riley is like a shorter, fatter man who was an elf, isn't he? That's right, yes. Yeah. Uh, Jonah Hill was... I I know John C. Riley's been quite a few things, but I can't think of what Jonah... I don't think I've seen anything Jonah Jonah Hill was in a uh, Netflix thing about mental illness, which I thought was good, but I also found impenetrable, so I gave up. I can't remember what that was called. 
John C. Riley. He was in um, the first serious role I saw him in was uh, when he talked about Kevin, and he was very good in that. But he's done quite a few since then. It turns out he's good. So uh, you sound really quite annoyed. <laughs> yeah, because my policies are being proven wrong, and uh, that is annoying. The policy works for Russell Brand in all circumstances. Oh, yeah, and, well, uh, but I think that's a slam dunk, so it's fine, isn't it? All right, how long have we been going? Uh, like an hour. I have to go. Short. Oh, was it Holmes, 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 and Watson? Except yeah. they're like shit. It's got three point eight stars on IMDb. I've got another million dollar idea. Oh, good. Okay. Oh God. Um. It's called uh, Holmes Under the Hammer, but okay. the Holmes yeah. as in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And I'm I'm not sure where to go with it. I don't well, know if he... it's Sherlock Holmes presenting Holmes Under the Hammer or this this weird thing where Sherlock Holmes is being attacked by hammers. <laughs> well, I think you would have to have some aspect of buying properties at auction and trying to sell them for a profit. Otherwise, the reason for the pun falls apart. <laughs> Well, well, if he was, if he was just, if he was getting, getting, getting hammer murdered. Well, yeah, but then or chased by chased by people with hammers. Right, but Holmes under the hammer would not be a, a recognisable phrase in that context. Right. Okay. So, okay. So it is it doesn't work as a pun. It is about. Um, it, it, okay. Um, I think he would be quite a good presenter of Holmes under the hammer because the. I think he and Watson would be the contestant, not con- contributors. They call them, don't they? Are the ones that buy the properties. So, yeah, unfortunately, so. if you Google Holmes under the hammer in Chris's particular variant, uh, first of all, Google tries to correct you because it thinks you've made a typo. Yeah. Um, yeah and then now. after you do spell it correctly. All it does is just give you endless articles uh, about Homes Under the Hammer and Eamon Holmes. Oh, oh, yeah, no, you've been um, you've been beaten to to that pun. Yeah, that makes mm. a lot more sense than yours. Yeah, Back to the sorry, drawing board. Sorry, Chris. Right, okay. Eamon Holmes got there before you. Dragon's Dench. Mm-hmm. Good. Pitch your business ideas to Judy Dench. I like that one. Yeah, that's that's good, isn't it? I don't think we're going to beat that, are we? I think we should call it a day. Mm. So oh, what about uh, okay? TV. Here's a good idea: David's tenants. <laughs> David Tennant <laughs> and buys a block of flats. <laughs> yeah. And then and cans of and then special brew. And then there's a weird process by which he uh, he selects people that are going to be able to live there um, yeah. that are his tenants. Okay. And they they are literally and like David tenants, as in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> one of them wins the leasehold. He sends them on missions. It's 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 a gentle okay. It's a gentle sitcom. Whereby David Tennant plays a an alter ego of himself, where he's he's made some money in acting and he's retired from acting and and becomes a landlord, right? Um, and and he owns a block of flats, but ah, but then then he falls on hard times. He gets a tax bill and he has to move into one of them. So he's like in the ground floor flat, and he's like the caretaker, um, as well as the. 
as well as the landlord. Right. So sorry, is this, they come is this in a, with all the all their problems? Like if their if their toilet gets blocked, um, so they have to go to David. Or is it a drama? Because I'm just so confused now. <laughs> it's, 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 a sitcom. it's changing by the second. It's a, it's a sitcom. It's a, okay. it's a sitcom. Um, right. Okay. Maybe so one of those scripted reality shows. I like them. N- no, I don't like. I, mean, scripted I sound reality. like them. I hate them. No. So. Okay, it, it's a sitcom, but it is a spoof scripted reality show. Yeah, okay, that's good. I like yeah. That. I think any um, host you could whimsically suggest for Homes Under the Hammer would be less odd than Dion Dublin. So I think they've done your work <laughs> for you there, haven't they? That's, that's fair. Dion Dublin actually is a very experienced um, property developer. Well, that's fine. He's still he, Dion he, Dublin, isn't he? he? Yeah, but he's Dion Dublin, and he is a—he's a very experienced person at buying buying property and doing it up and renting it out, and making a profit. That doesn't qualify him to present a television program. It does if it's if it's a show about buying property no, and it doing it up. Qualifies him to buy properties, do them up, and make a profit. It doesn't qualify him to make a TV program. What qualifies him to make a TV program is I've that got a he's zero tolerance policy to Dion Dublin. There's one thing you can say about Dion Dublin in that um, whether or not he he exudes it, he definitely has got big dick energy. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about uh, Rob C. Nesbitt? A, 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 a comedy set in, uh, in Glasgow with uh, Dominic Raab starring in the role. It's a weaker mm-hmm. pun than... David's it tenants. Would be ter- it would be it would be terrible, but it would meet the BBC's uh, imaginary requirement for more right wing comedy on TV. Okay, what would be funny about this situation? Just Dominic Dominic Raab's no, it's just, throbbing it's just, it's just anger. A, vein. It's just a pun. Yeah, just, just getting increasingly angry that you know people exist. Yeah. I mean, he does strike me as the kind of person who is angry that other people exist. Yeah, like that's that. He, he seems extremely upset. He always looks like he's about to punch somebody. He would have a really weak punch, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, but um, Hancock's half hour featuring Matt Hancock. Hat Mancock. Yes, Hat Mancock. Uh, Possibly. I was sad to see that um, Frank Mansoir is no longer chairman of the ERG, so he doesn't. He's not going to be on TV as much. I'm not sure that you should say that because um, uh, there might be a super injunction about that that we don't know about. Point. Well, um, Frank Mansoir, could you please listen back to episode 203 and before we release it, tell us whether or not we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> There is, a I mean, super there is quite a good chance we are in some legal hot water. We don't understand super injunctions, Dan. We also don't know well, if a super injunction clear. exists, but we've heard that it might. And we've heard and rumours we said about that what Boris it might be. Oh, violinist. <laughs> oh, right. Um, Graham did say I, I that. We, Graham said that loads. <laughs> Several times. We can be fairly safe, but no one cares. Yeah. I think, um, I think Boris Johnson might care. I don't think he would. <laughs> he gives a shit about I anything. I don't think he does. I, do, I genuinely don't think he does. Yeah. Do you think that he put a super injunction out about that to make sure that people knew that he'd 
fucked a 28 year old violinist. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Or, or allegedly made a super injunction. I think we're okay now, Dan. I think. I think. Allegedly did a super injunction. Hang on a second. I don't think that makes sense. But no, the legal department has spoken, so uh, we have to we have to allow it. Yeah, I'm going to go to bed now. Yeah, me too. Uh, that seems reasonable. Okay. Oh, well, well, if any listeners would like to suggest. Um, uh, Ways that we could breach the law in in specific and limited ways, yeah. Then then please suggest that. Um, also, if any listeners have got some obscure Nazi sites that uh, good night, sweet Ruddy heart Williams. with Brett the Hitman Heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and finally, any any sort really... of a, what a sort of memorial documentary. Yes. Yeah. But in set in World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> With Nicholas Lindhurst playing the part of Brett Hart. I think Li- Nicholas Lindhurst playing the part in every programme is desirable. <laughs> and <sighs> and finally, any any good good TV show suggestions? Yeah. And uh, give us some Patreon money like Brilliant Dave and even Brillianter James. Right. Yeah.